Hey, my name is Kevin Clark. I'm the host of a new football podcast called Slow News Day. I want to tell you about it. On Mondays, Lindsey Jones and I will recap the weekend in football that was, as well as look ahead to what's next. On Wednesday, the normal Slow News Day, the thing you've been watching for years, current players, current coaches, current analysts talking about the football world. And on Friday, it's a wild card. Could be some college football, could be more pro stuff. It's a video podcast, so you can watch it on Spotify or listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Follow on Spotify. It's Slow News Day. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm David Jacoby. It's 2023 and we're putting yes. 30 minutes on the clock. Happy New Year. 30 Happy minutes. Happy New Year. It's just like some New Year's hangover stories, Christmas hangover, mm-hmm. but this has nothing to do with either. Let's begin with a story that comes to us from NPR, but is really a global story. The man who is called a curry king has passed away and has revived a debate about where, from where chicken must Tikka Masala comes. This man is named was named Ali Ahmed Aslam. Mr. Ali. Mr. Ali. He died of health complications. Uh, he was the owner of Glasgow, which is in Northern Ireland's popular Shish Mahal restaurant, which he opened in 1964 after immigrating from Pakistan as a boy. Glasgow's in Northern Ireland? In Scotland. Okay, Sorry. thank you. Because usually <laughs> you're right and I'm wrong, but I've been there. I'm like, it's not in Northern Ireland. I was like, it's in the UK. It's, but when I saw this, I was like, oh, I love chicken tikka masala. It's one of my go-to orders and I love Indian food. And when I saw that Scotland was the source of chicken tikka masala, I immediately was like, I don't believe that to be true. Well, this is really a story about empire and colonialization. Yes. And it gets there at the end. It gets a little dark. Yeah. And so ultimately, you know, a man who settled in Scotland mm-hmm. is claiming, or Northern Ireland or, or Northern, depending who you ask in the United Kingdom in the United Kingdom yes <laughs> um, you know claims that he is part of chicken tikka masala yeah. craze in the United Kingdom I did like his explanation he's like chicken tikka was dry and people would complain about that so I went into the kitchen and I threw together some things and made a nice sauce for it and here now it's an international you know thing Many people have pointed out, though, that like none of the ideas that go into chicken tikka or chicken tikka masala are like original. Like it yes. all, all dates, all goes back to Pakistan and northern India, where this is like actually a native food. And because of empire and colonialization, it became very popular in England and Northern Ireland and Scotland. And all I over the love world. Mr. Ali. I want to eat at his restaurant. However, I'm not convinced that the source of chicken tikka masala is Glasgow. Just not convinced. Neither am I. And even if, as we know it today, it was popularized in the United Kingdom, it's clearly a result of the empire 
and colonialization. So yes. I think we can all agree on that, but whatever. I mean, you know, Dude, rest I, in peace. I love chicken tikka masala. We've all agreed. I, you know, I, it's, it's kind a, of, one of the milder Indian dishes. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's a Julia Lemon. It's newer to my world, but I'm okay. I'm into it. And and I, you know, as as recently discussed, I I think that Indian food is probably the most consumed food worldwide by population. So I just feel happy to be a part of that. Is that true? I don't know. But Who discussed that? Did we discuss that? We did. I think we talked about it on a pod when I shared my huh. personal food news being Indian food. And here's why I think that. India has so many people. A lot. Um, Pakistan has very similar cuisine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were formerly one country. So, it's, you know, the same same origins. And then the, there's a lot of... Uh, emigration from that region of the world mm-hmm. to all other parts of the world. So I just feel like there's so many people that are eating Indian food all the time. I love a sog paneer. Me too. It's delicious. That's like the one thing I know I like from Indian food. Not Sometimes it's spicy, though. No. Okay. Well, I haven't had one yet, luckily. So anyway. All right. Well, RIP to, to Mr. Ali and Chicken Tikka Masala. We know that you were not invented to the United Kingdom. In Glasgow. Okie dokie. Let's We also move. know that Glasgow's not in Northern, Northern Ireland. We've settled on that as well. All right. Next, a question that's fairly insulting from The Guardian asks, why is American chocolate so disgusting? The headline, I mean, the subheadline is, it tastes like sawdust that's been drowned in sugar and soaked with baby vomit. That sounds kind of good. Um. I don't think that sounds good. Who's tasted baby vomit? I don't know, like a bird? Smell it, I guess. Is that a funny bird joke? No. Okay. Um, this this is what this writer for The Guardian writes, and this her name is Arwa Madawi. She says it tastes like that because that's what it because it roughly what it is. American chocolate has a lot more sugar and a lot less cocoa than its European counterparts. Some producers also allegedly put their milk through a process called controlled lipolysis, which produces butyric acid. When what's that? When it's at home, it's something that's found in vomit. So oh. she has some science behind this, but I just here's she's like taking shots at Hershey's versus yes. like whatever Cadbury. Cadbury is what comes to mind. Yeah. I like Hershey's and I prefer American chocolate. I like less cocoa and more sugar. Sue me. If you were to say to me that American chocolate tastes different than European chocolate, I've never considered that before. But when you mention it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that is kind of true. Yeah. And but it's, the difference is negligible as far as I'm concerned. They're just taking shots for no reason. I know. And also, I like a sugary hot chocolate more than like a, a heavy on cocoa hot chocolate. So yes. I had really good hot chocolate at the Brooklyn Botanical Garden. So if anyone's mm. in Brooklyn and you want a hot chocolate, check it out. You're going to the Botanical Gardens in the cold. Uh, they had like a light show oh, for the gotcha. holidays Holiday or whatever. Show. It was cool. Okay. All right. uh, it was actually very well done. But anyway, they had great hot chocolate. So check it out. Well, I don't, I don't appreciate this and I'm going to continue having Hershey's and I will not feel bad about it. Good for you. Thank you. All right. Next, Sesame has joined the list of major allergens. What does this mean? It means that uh, packaging has to state when sesame mm. is an ingredient, not just a fl- like. It, it previously only had to be listed if it was like the whole seed versus a flavoring. There's apparently 1.6 million Americans who are allergic That's to sesame. That's the part that got me. I was like, we've gone too far. Now we're going to have to do a stupid label for everything in the world. And I got to the 1.6 million Americans part. I was like, that's a significant number. Like, that's a pretty significant. Oh, you're going the other way? 1.6 is a small number. I do think it's a 1.6 million people? Americans. Out of 300 million? That's not that many. Percentage-wise, but like, you can't fit them all in the same place. I guess so. It's like, yeah, you need several, like, football stadiums. Yeah. You need, like, 16 for that. 15? Mm, More, but whatever. (laughs) 
Yeah, Aren't most of them 100,000 like, seats? No, there's like one with 100,000 seats. Uh, Michigan Stadium? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. Most of them are around 70, 80. Oh, okay, fine. So you need 20 football. You need the entire NFL. Yes, yes. <laughs> All of their stadiums. 20, but... <laughs> there's 32, yes. I know that. Um, yeah, I don't think this is that many people, but at the same time, I guess like if it's a big concern, sure. I mean, this isn't this isn't affecting me, so I'm not like against it. But I was like, oh, only 1.6? It's not that many. I went the other way with that. 1.6 is significant. Okay. I'm, I, you know what? I'm going to say that 1.6 million people is a lot of people, Julia Libman. I can't believe that you're going the other way on that. <laughs> Have I, you ever had 1.6 million people over for a dinner party? No. Okay. And I don't think I've had 1.6 million people listen to a podcast episode of mine either. That's something, something to strive yet, for. Yet. Every sesame allergic person is going to listen to this and be so mad at we, me. We should launch a new <laughs> Sesame News podcast. <laughs> That's a great idea. Just not about Sesame Street, just about Sesame no. Seed, which comes from the Sesame plant, which you helpfully Googled. Yes. Well, Mitch Hedberg has a great joke about Sesames and how we never give them a chance. We don't know what they grow into. And then you look at it, it's pretty, it didn't really, didn't really move me either way. It's just kind of like a plant. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move on. Let's do it. There's a trend on TikTok, caviar on top of Doritos. We talk about TikTok trends. We talk about caviar. What I want to dial in on here is the caviar piece of this. Like, mm. who are all these rich influencers that are just buying caviar to participate in TikTok trends? You might not think that I have a personal story about this exact combination. Are you a rich influencer? But I do. Whoa! My wife, Joey Jacoby, documentary filmmaker, was making a documentary about Wendy Williams, and she did multiple interviews with Wendy Williams, during one of which she was putting caviar on top of Doritos. Flaming Hot Doritos, I believe. Really? Yeah. And I feel like Wendy did this first. Oh, she does a lot of things first. Yes, Wendy Wendy did this, and now people on TikTok are trying to claim it. Interesting. This is a Wendy development. I don't think it sounds bad. Like, I think it sounds and looks good based on what I saw in this article. But I just, like, I don't understand how caviar became, like, a, a food of social media. Because remember we talked about the caviar mm-hmm. bumps? Yes, that was in the New York Times. Like, I just feel like caviar is a way to grab attention, and I don't, I don't really like caviar myself. It's so. not that good. No, it's not. Also, I think I, I can't remember if this was David Chang or da- or Daniel Hume from Eleven Madison Park who said like caviar is like actually there's no point in having it be more expensive. It's basically all the same. Mm. So I don't know. I just I, I don't I, buy this. And I don't care. I'm not a big caviar person. Me neither. It did look good on the chip. With sour cream and then caviar. Yeah, that's sa- sour cream and a chip. Sour cream and a chip is <laughs> like good. that's a, that's an always yes for <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, exactly. even if there's caviar involved. Exactly. Did you see that Ranch is now promoting pizza dipping? Hidden Valley Ranch has a full-on commercial wow. about dipping pizza in it. Wow. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I feel great. You do? Yeah. Remember when we did that years ago? Yeah, like at Grantland and like yeah. made fun of Robert Mays because yeah. he like couldn't have pizza that ranch. Yeah, it was good. It is good, but it it's like good. for a certain kind of pizza, like spicy pepperoni. Yeah, and also like fast food pizza, not like slice shop pizza. Yes, it's a, a totally different thing. All right, next. There's a lot of non-alcoholic drinks out there, people. So if you're doing Dry January, you've got a lot of options. Are you at all tempted by like no Budweisers? No, I, like a non-alcoholic beer, I can kind of wrap my head around, but it's the non-alcoholic bourbon and non-alcoholic gin for me. I think non-alcoholic gin is just like uh, bug spray. Right. You know, like, why would, why would I drink non-alcoholic liquor? Right. So this is a story from NPR about, the headline is, Golden Age for Non-Alcoholic Beers, Wines, and Spirits. And so I think, like, one of the reasons this is so confusing minutes. to me is that 
I just fundamentally like view beer as a vehicle for getting drunk and not something to like sip yeah, and enjoy. It doesn't taste good. So it's weird to me that like people are so so into the the taste of it that they're like, yes, let's make that non-alcoholic for people. Like J.J. Watt and David Chang invested in something called the Athletic Brewing Company. Non-alcoholic craft beers. I, guess. I don't. I don't understand the liquor part at all. Like, like you know, I like to drink liquor, but I like to drink liquor because of the way it makes me feel. If I do a shot of Jameson, I'm not like, mm, that was awesome. That's like a milkshake. No, I like kind of puke a little bit and I force it down so I will feel better afterwards. Right. Like, I don't need to do dry January because I've gotten to the point in my life where the fat, the, like my dislike for the taste of alcohol overpowers my desire mm. to be drunk. And so I don't really drink that much anymore. Oh no, my desire to be drunk overpowers the dislike of the taste of alcohol. But I consider dry January, but then I found myself drinking like January 1st in like the afternoon. And I was like, well. <laughs> what were you drinking? I don't remember. I was like, oh, well. <laughs> That's I think not we had happening. some champagne around the house left over or something. Yeah. Like sometimes I crave a beer, but I crave it for the vibe, not for the taste. I'm yes. like, I'm in a beer You're mood. watching the World Cup. Yeah. Or like, I'm having a great time at the, yeah, the World Cup. Yes. Or like, wow, what a cool vibe here at my neighborhood bar on a Saturday afternoon at three o'clock. Can we always have international sports in December? Yes. This is fun. Yes. yes. <laughs> not, wow, I would love to taste a beer right now. Yes. I, I want something that tastes a little bit like wheat, but is also super duper sour. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't understand it. So I guess there's a, there's a market for this. Though. Shout out to like, everybody doing dry January. But like, is there a market for this? I think if dry January and sober October, that's, that's now one sixth of the months. Sober October. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. Oh, you've I, never heard of that? No. Wow. Yeah. I'm out of it. So now two months of the year. I do feel a little bit like I'm getting left behind by culture and I need to like address that, including sober October. You're just realizing that now? <laughs> You're just realizing that now. Every time uh, Callie Curry sends me a TikTok, I'm like, wow, I'm really behind. So <laughs> stop trying to catch up. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Let's move on. Next story. People are discarding their Christmas trees by eating them. Jacoby. Wait, wait, dude, I did not get forwarded that one. You just made that up. You no. made that sentence up. That is not a real story. I did not. I did not. I did not. You did not put that on the Google document. I, I'm participating in this podcast under protest. You're intentionally unpreparing me. because That is a great headline. The point is you can use the pine needles as um, something to season your food. So you don't even need, you don't even need to. Okay. Okay. Yes. No, people are not eating their Christmas trees. How many pine needles do you need to season your food? Because I've got a big old tree that's like eight feet tall. I mean, I guess you can use, you can, maybe you can put them in the freezer, store them for a long time. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. No one is eating their Christmas trees. Uh, you know what I like about the end of Christmas, the beginning of January? I like that the smell of the trees on the street remains, even though they're no longer being sold. Like, I just like, that's a real, that's a nice smell. We were walking down the street. January 2nd, still selling Christmas trees. Where? Who the fuck is in Wait. the market for a Christmas tree Where? after Christmas? On the street. That's Third insane. Avenue. That's truly I didn't insane. understand it at all. My, my <laughs> son pointed it out. He's like, what is going on there? I was like, I have no idea. Oh, my God. All right. Next. Remember the guy we talked about who ate at eight Michelin star restaurants? 18. In, 18, excuse me. 18 Michelin star restaurants in one day? Yeah. 24 hours? His, his record has now been certified. It's official, Great. everybody. Good for him. Good for him. I guess I'm happy about him. I, no, you're I, not. I don't know. We kind of, we were we weren't kind to this man when we originally did the story. 
<laughs> we weren't? I don't even remember. It was not an accomplishment. Yeah. It's also, he didn't have 18 meals. Yeah. He just had like a snack 18 bites. 18 places. I could do that like the next he, few hours. I'm sure he pissed off 18 proprietors of restaurants in New York City. He said he ate 5,000 calories and $494 on the day, not including tax or 30% tips. That's like... Does anyone eat 2,000 calories a day? I was going to say, that's like basically Thanksgiving. Like, that's Does not that anyone much. eat 2,000 calories a day in the whole entire world? People who are dieting. I guess. And like keeping, keeping track. But like, that seems... That, to our point before, 5,000 calories is really low. Yeah. I mean, for, for 18 he different... Had a little snacky snack. He didn't enjoy any of these Michelin star restaurants. He had like a little snacky at each one. Good for him. It's Guinness Book of World Records. Do you want to know the most expensive thing he had? No. Can I just tell you? Yes. I think you're going to be slightly surprised by it. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. It was at Le Pavillon. Grilled avocado salad with einkorn berries, charred kale, and yogurt green goddess dressing. $36. Charred kale? Charred avocado salad. Yeah, grilled avocado. Charred kale? Charred kale. I like a grilled uh, lettuce, so I get that. I don't like kale. $36 on a salad? An avocado salad. That's the most salad. expensive thing that he had? Yes. Oh, God. I know. Every He he was pretty responsible in his, in his spending. I mean, pretty impressed. One teaspoon of Pacific sturgeon caviar with creme fraiche and blini at Caviar Roost. So he just walks in there, has, has a teaspoon of food, and then walks, L- walks out. This out. Is, no, this, is, like, should not, this should not be a Guinness Book of World Records record. He's the Mary Poppins of uh, Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> One spoonful of caviar helps the medicine go down. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's hit one more story before we move on to a very exciting taste big, test. Big taste test for the new year today. It's, it's a big deal. All right, but first... Fish news. Um, oh, I like this one. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's kind of sad, but uh, there are more problems with reefs dying than we realized. Some fish are not getting all of the food they're used to eating. And as a result, fish. they're fighting each other. Butterfly fish. They generally mark their reef territory by putting their nose down and sort of defending their turf. What's happening due to the lack of reef territory, they're fucking fighting. <laughs> There's fish fighting in the streets. This is crazy. They're chasing each other around. What They chase each other around and fight and then they die because they're so hungry at the end of the chase, they die of starvation. One, one uh, biologist followed these fish for 50 meters. Doesn't seem like a long way. That's a long way underwater. To be swimming. Yeah, absolutely. It's in ca- a fight. It's like pretty sad. This is like Darwinism at its like at its yes. worst. If someone was chasing me after 40 meters, I'd stop and be like, what, what are we doing here? I'm tired. There's no survival of the fittest because no one's fit because they're not getting their food. They're not, and they're just dying. So at there's the end no of the chase. survival. And they're fighting. There's fish fighting all over the place. <laughs> I would really like to like see a fight. I want to see a fish fight too. They had a video, but it wasn't. It, it wasn't that yeah, video. Yeah, I wanted. I was like, oh, cool it video. The goods. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, Maybe this, is this not will a fish be fight. the next depressing <laughs> episode of Finding Nemo. How do you think fish fight? They don't have like arms. They bark into each other. Like, yeah, rams? like bum- bumper cars. Like rams. Bumper fish. Bumper fish. I don't know. Just something I'm throwing out there. Well, thank you, scientists, for studying all this for years and thank years and years. You. I wouldn't mind a video. Scientists. All right. Video or didn't happen. Video or didn't happen. All right. Let's go on to today's taste Big test. Big taste test. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Alright, for today's taste test, we are doing a blind taste test set up for us by producer Mike, where we'll be tasting five colas. We have Coke, Pepsi, McDonald's Coke, Diet Coke, and Coke Zero. Mm-hmm. So it's a Coke, four different types of Coke with a Pepsi snuck in there. I'm making a bold statement before we even start. Okay. I'm going five for five. Wow. I guarantee I'll go five for five. Wow. I'll be shocked if I do not nail this five for five. Shocked. I, They're very distinct flavors. I agree. However, not knowing the receptacle that all these came in is a real game changer for me. The only thing, I, I know the Pepsi's in a bottle. I know the Diet Coke is in a bottle. Excuse me, Coke Zero is in a bottle. They all came in 20-ounce bottles or 16-ounce bottles. They did? Except for the McDonald's, McDonald's. Pepsi. Oh, the, I, the Diet Coke is a can. Yeah, I thought the Diet oh, Coke was a can because oh. it was from here. Huh, okay. So that does factor into it for me. So I'm um, now I know though. I now I know all the receptacles. I w- I've just lived my entire life assuming that this would be extremely easy, but now that I'm on the precipice of actually doing it, I might not go five can, for five. Can I just share something with you? No. Hmm. Should we just end the podcast then? Yes. Um, for a, a big chunk of my life, I was a diet Pepsi drinker, like a very mm. big yeah, chunk of life. Me I too. really, I, did that. I was, I rode hard for diet Pepsi. Um, I, here's my, here's my personal cola ev- evolution. You didn't ask, but I sure did. I loved Coke until I was about 15. Okay. Then I gave it up. I had no cola. Then I was into Diet Coke. Then I got into Diet Pepsi. Then I went back to Diet Coke. And now for as long as I can remember, I've been a Coke Zero girl. So if really? I don't, if I don't get the Coke Zero right, I, I'm fucked up. All so right. I'm going to be embarrassed. I'm stressed out already. We're, we're tasting the same one. Same, at the same one at the same, same time. time. Ready? Let's Cheers. Go. Cheers. Jeez. Bon appetit. Uh, sorry, this is Diet Coke. This is Diet Coke. I'm positive. Number five is Diet Coke. Diet Coke. It's Diet Coke. This yeah. is going to be easy. That's I'm going five for five. Diet Coke. Okay, number two. McDonald's Coke. Number two is McDonald's Coke. Hold on. I'm positive. That could be regular Coke or McDonald's Coke. It's McDonald's Coke. I'm positive. I can I can imagine the two streams in my head of the carbonation mm, and the syrup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is McDonald's Coke. <laughs> okay, let's try this. Pepsi. Uh, regular Coke. Sorry, this is regular Coke. Ten Hold minutes. On. Regular Coke. I'm I'm. Let me just taste them all. Okay. I'm going regular Coke there. Zero. I don't think so. I think this is Pepsi. I don't know though. <laughs> <laughs> much, for the people listening at home, this is much harder than you think. So much harder. I love I, that, it. It's, I have to try them all, and then let's regroup. Okay? Oh, wow. Oh, God. Okay, we're on the fifth one. Oh, my God. I think, this is, zero. Co- I think this is Coke Zero. This is Zero. This is Coke Zero. Final answers. Diet Coke, McDonald's Coke, Coke, Pepsi, Zero. We're going five for five. Okay, Mike. Mike. So, Jacoby mixed up the McDonald's and the regular Coke. I was right from the jump. Well, right? we, we we did this together. We, we agree. We ended up agreeing. Are you you yeah. okay? So you yeah, both yeah. messed that up then. No, wait. What, bro? It goes five is what? What is Diet five? Coke. Five is Diet Coke. Four 
is McDonald's Coke. McDonald's Four Coke. is regular Coke. Oh, oh so wow. I got, that's what oh, I was saying. I got wow. it wrong. And three is, three is McDonald's. McDonald's Coke. Wow. Two Pepsi is Pepsi. One, One. is zero. Correct. So wow. Coke and McDonald's Coke were slightly. I got it right, but then I, I you loved love, myself. You love me to influence yes, you. Yes, God. Because I've been so mean. So to- passionate. I positive. I positive that's McDonald's Coke. Go back. We'll watch the clip again. You know that I speak from a position of confidence. <laughs> of confidence even at all when times. I'm not confident. One of the things I love about you. <laughs> that was I, a lot of fun. I'm encouraging everybody wait. at home to do this. It is not as easy as you would think. Now that we know. By the way, congratulations. You did go five for five, man. Kind though. Well, you just you, don't let me uh, uh, You don't dragged let me, me down you. to like 4.5 out of 5. I like to be an influencer, but don't let me you influence you. Influencer. But now that I know the answer, I want to read I want to retry it. So I just just can you vamp while I take it take yeah, a yeah, of, of course. I really want everyone at home to do this. I assume going into this would be extremely easy. Yeah, me too. Like like trying like like three different types of Fanta, but it's not. I have to say, I think the advancements in diet cola have really been so significant that the difference between regular cola and diet cola is not that great. I thought Pepsi was Coke Zero. That's how close they are in flavor. Mm. I'm just comparing the two Cokes, McDonald's. You know, McDonald's Coke is better than just regular Coke. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course that's, it is. That's true. Of course it is. What do you think it would taste like if we mixed these all together now? I'm not doing that. I'm going to. We'll come back to it at the very end of the podcast. <laughs> Let's move on to personal food news. Jacoby, as always, New Year, same me. I'll go first. (laughs) I was wondering if you were going to try to switch up like Jacoby. I was like, I know she's going first. Why the misdirect? I was just trying to spice it up. Spice it up. So on the topic of, I have more fish news. It's also personal news. Good, good, good. I was walking on the beach with my mom and my brother. Great. And there were so many fucking gulls around like the winter beach i guess is like when i guess the birds have migrated from somewhere from canada sure. and they're in massachusetts and you know how i'm obsessed with national geographic did not know that limitless with chris hemsworth oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i think like the magazine uh no the, t- yeah. the television network mm-hmm. i it's like i stepped into national geographic i saw this seagull just chowing down on a belly-up dead fish in a tide pool. And he was just, like, bonking his head down, taking these huge bites of the fish. I was close. And this seagull was not deterred. No. And he just was, like, eating and eating and eating. And my mom was like, it's food news. It's the food (laughs) fish is eating. It's food news. It's great. I'm curious about what the other seagulls in the vicinity didn't want to join him. There, no one, no one came over. This it was a, a solo mission, a solo mm. feast. Mm. I've honestly, I, I literally have never seen anything like this. It was like just such pure nature. This gull just chowing <laughs> down on a fish in a tide pool. I was like, this is low tide in action, and it was truly awesome. That's great. <laughs> that's that's what my personal food news was about a seagull's meal. My personal food news is about a human meal. Okay. But it involves birds. I know birds are very important to you. Yes, they are. We had a chicken for Christmas. Okay. But my wife said it's not a chicken. It's a C-A-P-O-N, which is either pronounced capon, capon, capone, capon. I've never heard of that before. Okay. Let me tell you what it is because I'd never heard of it either. A capon is a cockerel, which is a male chicken, that has been castrated or neutered either physically or chemically to improve the quality of its flesh for food. And in some countries like Spain, fattened by force feeding. Oh, no. So this, this is, is like a, foie gras. This is a castrated chicken. A castrated rooster. 
that somehow the castration leads to it tasting better. Now, it did taste delicious. But I think a lot of that had to do with the garlic Force and lemon. feeding it, though? That That is like the, what is it, the cow's veal. Veal. That's like a veal thing, right? Veal I don't, is... I don't a, like to torture, torture an animal and then kill it and then eat it. No, I think no, veal you. is a calf, too. Veal is a calf. Yeah. They don't let it move or something. I don't know. How or like works. a baby lamb. It's just kind of gross. It's, I, I think don't ask questions. Baby lamb. Um, but the for, uh, force feeding. Veal. I'm going with the calf. We but force feeding is what they do to foie gras to ducks, and that was like outlawed in Not Illinois cool. for a while. Not cool. But we had. I, I don't think ours was force fed, but it was definitely castrated, and I just found that to be a really odd thing to do. And even like one of those things, like how did you find out this makes the meat taste different? Oh my god! Who's out here gross. castrating roosters in the first place? I just want to note once again regarding animals. You're correct. Veal is is cow. I was like, I think it's a lamb. I know. It's a cat. I know. <laughs> I don't know anything. This is the same person I thought can't. a duck was not a bird. Yeah, I, listeners. I don't know anything about animals. I'm you sorry. Anything about animals. <laughs> but you, quote unquote, are obsessed with the National Geographic. Yeah, with, with like, well, now that I've seen Avatar, I, I just feel that I understand that movie better than most people because I watch oh, oh, Secrets of the Whales yes, on National oh, Geographic. Oh, okay, James Cameron's. Yes. Well, it did really impact Avatar. Whatever those giant <laughs> fish things were. What was that called? A mola? Oh, I don't know. I liked Avatar. I don't speak Navi. I, I had a good time. All right, let's move on to listener food news. And of course, at the end of this podcast, I will be tasting the Combo Cola. Yes, the Combo Cola. She created the Combo Cola, and that will be the the button cherry on top of this uh, food podcast. But first, let's hit it with the food news. If you call. The listener food news, excuse me. 646-STEW-138. You can leave us a voicemail make you part of the show. Please do. Hi, Juliet and Jacoby. This is Jordan from Boston. Hey, Jordan. I've got a question for you guys about going into the new year. Are there any foods or cuisines that you want to eat more of or less of in 2023? Thanks. Mm. Big fan. Bye. Good question. We're a big mm. fan of yours, Jordan. Great question. Yes. I didn't have enough sushi in 2022. I don't know why, but I'd like to have more. So More sushi? Yeah. I just like, I think I can count on my two hands how many times I had sushi in 2022. Not enough. I... I'm going soups. No Jacoby on soup on TikTok. Follow me there. I just feel like I really need to get deep into the soup game. I want to cook some soups. Mm. And I want to, I feel like I find myself eating the same five soups over and over and over again. And I want to expand to new soups. I made a really good soup this week. A really good potato leek soup. Yeah. Oh, potato leek. It's a good soup. It was really good. It's it's a good soup. I'm pretty proud of it. Um, There you have it, Jordan. Thanks for calling. Thanks so much for the call. We have time for another personal food, listener food news. Hey, Jacoby and Juliet. Huge fan. Two My name's Sarah. Minutes. I'm from Hopkinton, Massachusetts. Ooh, Wanted to get your take time. on drinking at children's sporting events. So like second, third grade. Uh, so I'm no beacon of sobriety, but we have a big contingent in the, in the town that uh, enjoys a cocktail during a, a kid's baseball game. Uh, wondering what your take is. Just what we like to do is get through the games and then go to the local brewery. Shout out Start Line Brewery. Um, but wondering what how you guys feel about that. If you're going to see a child play a sporting event, do you need a, a beverage to get through? Wow. Love this the show. Is, Take care. Bye-bye. This is incredible. Thank this you for this is question. Something. I love it. I think this is the beginning of a movie or something. Um I want to say Hopkinton sounds really fun. So I'm yes. happy for everyone who lives Shout there. Shout out to that, that brewery. I like that she's like, I'm not, she's like, I like to get hammered. I just don't do it at the second or third grade soccer game. So here's, she as waits someone, till after. I've been to a lot of these. And I'm going to say this. I'm not saying you can't drink or you shouldn't drink. 
But what I am saying is she shouldn't be able to notice. Right. From your behavior or from like you holding a, a beer. beer. Yeah. Just- so if you have a water bottle full of a cocktail that doesn't look like a cocktail, that's totally fine with me. Get through it however you need to. As someone who does like an adult beverage from time to time, I've never once drank at one of my kids' sporting events. Okay. Never once. Okay. Never once. I will say... 30 the seconds. Fi- the follow-up to that, I think that breweries are actually a great place for, like, families to mingle with each other and, yes. like, kids and adults and everything in between to, like, hang out. Always a lot of space. Always a lot of space. Usually, Communal like, tables. Communal tables, games. Good, yes. Good, simple food. Yes. Like, a brewery... Fries. Golden Road in the yes. Los Angeles area. That's what I was thinking of, too. Great hangout place for everyone. For everybody. We we spent a lot of time there with our Grantland colleagues and friends. Yes. And it's a, it's a great place. So... I think they're doing it right in Hopkinton, but please take Jacoby's advice and mask your alcoholic yes. beverage at your third grade, third grader soccer game. And I'm game. also a little concerned about f- fan behavior at these events as well. Because <laughs> if you are drinking and then you start screaming and then you're like that mom or dad, that's not good. No. That's not good. No. That's not good at all. Protect your kid. Um, all right. With that, okay. it's time for the combo cola. This is Pepsi, Coke, Coke Zero, McDonald's Coke and Diet Coke all together at once, and I don't know what you expect this to taste like. <laughs> I smelled it. The predominant smell is... It's Coke. A cola. I think it smells like Coke Zero. Oh. Huh. Maybe we will learn something from this. It tastes really good. <laughs> it does. The Combo Wall 5 tastes really good. I think we just invented a new new Coke. The Combo Cola. The Combo Cola. All Cola comes together and we move forward. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll be back next week as per usual. Don't forget to call 646-STU-138. And thanks to our producers, Mike Wargon and Ronick Nair. 